Okay, over to me. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, but this service has been basically run by the modern-day daughters of Zilophahad, uh, Diane, Chris, and Gillian. I mean, all in one service, leading the army of God's people on. So that's numbers uh, coming back to life. Um, also, Diane's grandson, uh, Max, um, listened last week to our sermon on why every human needs to pray um, because we're in a battle. And he sent in like a, this Lego version of basically life and where the church is calling on the Lord God for help. And uh, Jesus is right in the middle there with an orange shield, because obviously he is in the middle of church with an orange shield. Basically, Paul says that Jesus wears the armor of the Lord, and he's fighting our battles with us, and he's helping us call up to the living God. So well done, Max, for that. Um, And this week, this service has all been about something really important, and I think we're calling it why every human needs to take communion, uh, holy communion, or break bread with the Lord and his church. And I don't know if it's in shot, but I can now reveal, uh, my cameraman's going to help me do something now. It's a bit avant-garde and and edgy, but we're actually going to stand up and do something. So check this out. I might lose my job over this. But we are holding up this banner which says confused lonely anxious come and trust in the lord jesus lord capital that's always jesus um the jehovah lord god car park communion at park End church every saturday 11 till 12 30 um and my whole sermon is going to be now telling us why we all, every human on planet Earth, needs to be taking communion. I mean, every human on planet Earth is welcome to the car park. I'm not, there might be queues, but certainly the Cardiff vicinity, this message is um, for you. And the readings have been about communion, and I want the children to be listening, or if you're a bit young to listen and you need like aids, Lego, or um, drawings. You can draw um, church having a meal in our car park with Jesus right there among us. It's a special meal. So have cars driving in, people coming in, and basically eating a really special meal. Owen, what is that meal and why should every human take it? Good question. Welcome to the sermon. I don't know if you enjoy nice meals. You probably do. Um, they're so important and special because the Lord has built it into planet Earth that meals are really important and we all really enjoy, enjoy the meals. Meals help us get familiar with each other around a table. Meals help break the ice. Um, meals make us feel good, fill us with joy if they've been cooked nicely. Um, and they give us energy to carry on. Uh, so be thinking now, oh, where's he going to go with this? Some of you are already thinking, oh, okay, um, there's a spiritual side to this. See, the Lord knows what he's doing when he invented cooking 
and eating. And the Lord Jesus is going to throw a meal on the last day of planet Earth for his church, for his bride. And that is going to be the best feast, marriage feast that you have ever seen. Forget like Will and Kate or Beyonce's wedding and all that stuff that you read about on OK Magazine, which is trash, by the way. This one is the meal. And all of the meals are going to pale into insignificance. So that's like a big meal. That meal and this other meal, which I'm going to get to that he's also given us, which we're going to have in the car park from Saturday onwards, is by invitation only. At this meal, we realize this about the Lord Jesus I don't, some articles I read by people who don't like Jesus, or even some the way some modern Christian songs speak about Jesus, it makes him sound like this awkward child in the corner of the room that is a bit socially awkward and he needs us to do him a favour and sort of hang out with him, otherwise he gets upset. Like in the lunchroom, no one really wants to sit by him. This meal, that last day meal that all church is invited to, and this one that I'm going to be talking about in the car park, we learn no one's doing him a favour. He's doing us a favour. And what he's giving us, we live by it. And actually we die if he doesn't do us this favour and serve us these meals. We realise that we're invited to the table of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Not some little chap somewhere that needs our help. Otherwise he goes running off to his mum. This is the Lord and every human here dies unless they get fed from him. So meals, we get to hear stuff firsthand from the living God and it might be that in our car park you hear him again. Or hear him for the first time speak life to you. Um, There are other types of meals um, that the Lord gives us. I don't know if you know, but we've been every day on the internet reading from the Bible. And it's like God's word, the Bible. And Jeremiah actually gets fed by listening to God's words. It's like he eats God's words and then starts living it out. And he actually gets, we read yesterday, a tummy ache if he can't live it out. It's like, Lord, I can't keep your words inside me. I've just got to go and tell everyone because these are words of life. Um, Basically, God is really physical and he conveys spiritual truths and life to us as humans through physical stuff. So don't get thinking that, oh, if it's a physical event, it can't be spiritual because true spirituality is when we all lock ourselves in our bedroom for eight hours, don't talk to anyone and just meditate, sort of navel gaze and think philosophical thoughts. No, the Lord gives physical stuff to convey who he is and to give life. Um, I made a list. Um, where is my list? Okay, just on a, like our level, if you support a football team, that inner like love you have, how does it get expressed? By physical stuff, you buy the, you buy the tops, 
You buy the shirts. Do you know why that the spiritual gets conveyed in the physical? Because we're made in the image of God. If you have a loved one and it's their birthday, you don't withdraw to your attic and just deeply think about how amazing a birthday party might have been. No, you actually throw a party and the whole joy gets consummated in that party. Um, If you love someone and you fancy someone, you want to get married to someone, you express it by men, pay attention. You have to buy like flowers and stuff on certain days of the year, chocolates or, I don't know, a cabbage if you're marrying a vegan. Um, You express it in like deep truths. I once bought Rita a box of logs for her fire. I mean, that is classic romance, medieval type chivalry. Um, And the Lord God, he says in Psalm 19, he's put the sun in the sky to remind us of the Redeemer Jesus. Every morning Jesus rises, chases away darkness, chases away evil, sin, death and decay, and his light shines. (coughs) When an animal dies in the Bible, it dies to give life to the people who then eat it, which is like, oh, that is, that's what Jesus did on the cross. He died. And if we feed on him and we follow him, we'll never die. That's what the animal kingdom does. Human marriage, that physical event, it's all about Jesus. And church circumcision in the Old Testament um, was a picture of people being declared righteous and that the Lord Jesus has done work for them. He's made them right in the eyes of the living God. Some people in the the Bible anoint people with oil as a picture that that we need the Holy Spirit to face what's coming. Right. Okay. So that brings us to our meal, this physical event in the church car park. This meal, it's a bit different to the other meals we've been talking about. This meal has a special, specific meaning. This meal is called a sacrament, which means like a pledge or an oath. This meal is commanded to happen in the life of the church. At this meal, we receive help from the Lord to keep going. We receive the presence of the Lord. Are you confused, lonely, anxious? You're in sin. COVID has hit you for six. You need the life of God, that's what this meal is for. And if you come to this car park meal and you pray with me to trust in the living God and you take this bread, he will turn your life around. Why, Owen, what is this bread and wine then? Okay, all right, stop rushing me. 1 Corinthians we read, um, the, the message is clear. Don't just make church about ethereal stuff like listening or, uh, or talking or thinking. Make church life physical. And the Lord God wants the concepts and the realities of himself, the spiritual world, to be delivered in a meal. A communion holy meal where he shows us a message. And what he shows us is the death of his son, Jesus, for the world. 
Show my son's work. Eat bread and wine. Show how near I am to Cardiff. How I'm calling them, calling it the city to myself. Show that I will not even stop at death to win people to myself. My son lays down his life and kills sin, death and decay and drinks my anger that I have against all those horrid things. I can't wink at it or turn it away. I have to deal with it. I can't let people into heaven and just wink at their corruption. Someone has to pay that price. And I've sent my son to do it so that my beloved church members never need to face wrath, death, and judgment. Taste Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection as you eat this bread and wine. His body, his blood poured out, broken, so that church may never experience that stuff and church may go free. Jesus illuminates our spiritual life through physical senses. Taste and see. Get your whole body in worship gear. I'm in the business of redeeming your body, mind and soul, all your actions, all your thought life, everything. What you love to look at, what you love to eat, all of that is mine, says the Lord. In heaven, they're massive on this meal. This particular meal at our car park, we're going to be joining in with heaven, who in Revelation 5, they're all singing a song and it goes like this. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. That's verse 12. Jesus was slain for me. My sins deserve a massive telling off. Children, you get told off by mum and dad or gran. The Lord God is unhappy at the bad things we do too. We're not made for that. Jesus gets the telling off for us and we love him for it. And so we take this meal. Um, another name for this meal is Eucharist, Thanksgiving, um, where spiritually dead people come alive to the living God and he fills them with his life. A really interesting thing is, what am I meant to think when I have this bread and wine? Like, what sort of thought processes? It's like, no, don't worry about that. This is a picture of what he'd done for you. He's laid his life down for his church. You don't have to think anything. Just ask yourself, do I trust the Lord? My emotional life is up and down, but right now, do I get that he is my life. He is my all in all. He's the lamb. And that's it. Let Jesus do the work for you. He came down to meet us where we are at. To experience what we experience. To share in it with us. To die and rise for us. And to bring us to glory. It's all about him. Um... I got some interesting quotes for you. H.G. Wells, Park Enders know such um, esteemed people as him. He said this about Jesus. 
I am not a believer, but I must confess as a historian that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is the very center of history. It's like, how? How is Jesus that big? Here's another one, Napoleon. I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ was no mere man. How is it that in this physical meal or in Jesus, like there's such an impact on us and planet Earth that these people still are writing about him or used to when they were alive? Basically, again, it's because Jesus proves that physical things bring the life of God. He was the icon of the Father. All the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. And so when he died, it's like God just died. Like the Son of God just literally died. That is earth shattering. That's the center of the universe. Death has now been killed with him. That is life changing stuff. So this physical meal is so powerful. Gillian wonderfully read um, Exodus 12. Exodus 12 is what's behind the communion meal, the Passover, where the wrath of God was poured out against sin. But those who had slain a lamb and put the blood over their doors went free. Those who trust in the blood that this wine represents, the judgment of the Lord God passes by and we have only love. Correction. He does chastise us, but it's only in love now that we grow more to be like the living God. Are you tired? Jesus will meet you at the table. He'll lift you. Are you lost? Jesus will meet you at this table, the living God. He'll save you. Are you anxious? Jesus will reveal the Father's plan and oracles for the whole universe to you. And you could rest in that. Are you dying? There's no such thing. Jesus has delivered a death blow. You are just going to pass through and fall asleep and wake up in the arms of this lamb who was slain and who was risen again. We take this. Because we believe Jesus' life and death and resurrection and ascension are the centre of the universe. And that church members never really die because of it. And we will live in glory with him forever. Jesus has been killed and now he's alive. And we glory in that. Which is why we read, for I received from the Lord that what I also passed on to you. So maybe they were doing it in a car park in Paul's day. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, unlikely because of the car thing, a donkey park maybe, 